All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, we've got John on the line. And over the last years, he's, or last 30 years, he's built five multi-million dollar companies, written two New York Times best-selling books, has taken Bamboo.com to uh, public on the NASDAQ with a market cap of $2.5 billion. He is widely regarded as one of the top business experts and mindset coaches in the world. He's been featured in eight movies, including the blockbuster hit The Secret, seen by over 500 million people. Wow, that's incredible. I remember that. That's the first time I was introduced to you, actually. Um, as well as Quest for Success with Richard Branson and the Dalai Lama. Today, he is the founder and CEO of Neurogym, a company dedicated to using the most advanced technologies and evidence-based brain training methods to help individuals unleash their fullest power. And I'd also like to add that John is a two-time guest on Behind the Human and also one of the 40 profiles in my new book, Personal Socrates, which is um, a profile focused on helping people shift from victim speak to designing a thriving life. So a huge debt of gratitude and a thanks to you, John, for everything that you've provided um, on this side that you may not even know. Well, thank you, Mark. It's um, it's my vision and my my personal mission to make a positive impact on as many humans as I can while I'm alive. And so it's nice to be able to share some of what, you know, I have uh, discovered and learned the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Of course. That they can say, oh, I can learn this from that. And I could do this because of that. So thank you, my friend. Way to, way to be a beacon of light and hope in the lives of so many people also. Oh, I'll, t- I'll take that. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed when you, you you pause and reflect and stop the autopilot and just thinking back to, like I said, when I, when I f- first watched that movie, The Secret, it was during a time when I was starting to really uh, pick up some of these different mental fitness practices, even though at that time probably wasn't calling them that. But, and, and here we are, you know, continuing that journey essentially and, and continuing to, to try to upgrade uh, our minds and, and help as many people as possible. So it's it's beautiful when you can celebrate that journey. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, when, when, um, when in some ways we positively impact the lives of others, it can't not help us feel good about our own life because it gives our life purpose and meaning. And I think at a deep level, every one of us wants to know that, you know, we're lovable, that we're loved, that, you know, that in some, in some way my life means something more than, you know, what I eat and where I go and what I do. And so whenever we're able to, to share that with somebody and turn the proverbial light on for them um, and give them something that inspires them versus the many things that expire us, yeah. uh, it's a really, really good feeling. Well said. Well said. Well, so first, we, we, just in case uh, people haven't listened to the first episode, which I would recommend, it's episode 147 called Living Your Life by Design not by default. And it's actually, John, I didn't tell you this, it's one of the top five episodes of all time on the show. Awesome. So uh, please take a look at that. But for people that, and there are a lot of new people since the, the last year uh, that has gone by. So I, I'll, I'll still ask you the first question that I would have asked you about a year ago. And that's just, who are you? You know, job titles aside, who are you? Sure. Listen, I, I look at myself uh, as an ordinary human being who wants to achieve extraordinary results in his life. 
So when I um, understand more about myself and what I call is my hundred billion dollar brain that, you know, everybody owns without a mortgage, you know, on it. Uh, when I think about the millions of years of evolution, you know, uh, two million years of human evolution to create this incredible atomic and molecular structure called a human that has this name john or mark or whatever that your name is for whoever is listening when you think about the miracle that we are a hundred trillion cells coalesced you know with nine systems with bones tissues organs capillaries veins uh, uh ligaments you know you just go, holy shit, I am fucking <laughs> amazing. And not from an egotistical perspective, from a healthy awareness that, uh, you know, what our creator, whatever you want to call that, the creative intelligence, the creative force, whatever name you call it, somehow, some way, I am here. Yeah. And What a miracle that is that my DNA is not unraveling, you know, as the earth is spinning at a thousand miles per hour, you know, around the sun, then, you know, and the sun is at the center of our Milky Way galaxy, which is moving at over a million miles an hour. And I'm not flying off of earth. I mean, I'm just like, holy shit, like, let's have a healthy uh, uh, awareness and love for life. So I don't want to squander my life. So I'm consistently looking, how can I uh, be more aware? How can I have more peace of mind? How can I share more, give more, be more, have more, enjoy more? Um, How can I, you know, um, learn how to use the, you know, I call it a God-given abilities, not in a religious sense, but this God-given, this intelligence-given abilities to the best of my ability while I'm on this very short journey on this beautiful blue planet. So I want to receive as much love and care and kindness and support from others, and I want to give it, and I want to take a look at my shit and move it out of the way. And I want to be able to take my obstacles and learn from them. And I want to share my successes and failures with as many people as possible so that I can make their life just a little bit better and easier to live. Sounds like a damn good plan, John. <laughs> so that's who I am. And uh, I happen to love business. Yeah. And I happen to have been in, you know, four or five businesses in the last 40 years, all of which I've loved. Four were very successful. Um, one was a very successful failure. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. I have um, one of those. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but that's just the journey, right? It's like a big deal. So just how how have you leveraged this mindset, let's say, and this, this perspective on life, uh, which is beautiful, during the last year or so? Because like you, as you mentioned before we hit re- record, I think the last time we recorded, uh, we definitely weren't in the same place that we are today. And I know for me, I mean, someone that's surrounded with all these practices, like I'd, I've, I've really had to reach into to my toolkit and, and make sure to remain grounded and, and whatnot, because there's just so many spectrums of, of what's going on in the world and everyone's different places and whatnot, which I've, uh, I've found is, is mentally hard to navigate. So I'm just curious what 
have any, has anything evolved on your side with the, the rituals and practices or the way you think or what have, what's been helpful for, for you and your family? So uh, I'm going to start at the very top of, uh, you know, my philosophies first, right? So my philosophies for life. So my, you know, one of my number one philosophies is everything that happens to me is happening for me and my spiritual growth mm. and well-being. So yep. that's my, one of my highest priority uh, philosophies. The second philosophy is the meaning I give anything determines how I feel and how I feel will determine what I do or don't do. Now, can I learn how to give things meanings that empower me versus disempower me? Yes. So these are just two, two philosophies that I live sure. with. So, you know, whenever something is happening, you know, outside of us, if we have philosophies that empower us, we're not victims of the things that are happening outside of us. We can learn to be victorious um, and how do we learn to be victorious? Well, I can learn to be victorious in managing my mental focus and awareness. I can learn to be victorious in learning how to manage my emotions yeah. deliberately. I can learn how to be victorious by adjusting and adapting my behavior no differently than you know the captain of a ship that's caught in a wicked storm. They could blame the storm and be angry and fight it, or they can upgrade their skills of how to navigate through it. Mm, well said. Right? And yeah. so I seek to be a better captain, okay, of my own ship, my life. Yeah. And I know that, you know, blame, shame, guilt, justification, uh, pointing the finger, just uh, it doesn't work. And I also know that awareness is what gives me choice. And if I make the right choices, then that gives me some sense of freedom. And what's interesting, Mark, is um, so, uh, something just popped into my head many, many years ago, I think about five. Uh, my wife and I and some friends were on a catamaran in the Galapagos Islands going and retracing Darwin's trail on the Beagle. Oh, um, cool. The ship that he was on. And it was beautiful. And one of the things that... that um, was really amazing. It's like you went back 5 million years or 10 million years. And I bought a hat uh, that struck. The only thing I bought in the Galapagos was a hat. And the hat <laughs> says, adapt or become extinct. Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, when you and I talked the last time, we were in like the early chaotic, uncertain, who yeah. the heck knows what's going to happen, you know, with this COVID thing? Will it kill me? Will it kill my family? Will I, you know, does it work? Doesn't work? Uh, vaccine, no vaccine, transmissible, two times more, five times more, a hundred times more. And I remembered that saying back then. I said, okay, this is happening. I got it. And, you know, I could have gotten, you know, I could have been a victim of it. Or yeah. I could say, okay, how do I adapt and adjust and modify what I'm doing? Now, you know, I lost a family member to COVID um, and we did everything we could. It was my mother and she died in six days from diagnosis to death. Mm. Um, she had underlying conditions, no problem. Uh, but even through that, we did everything we could do, okay, yeah. um, uh, you know, to to protect her, even though she was, she was in a... Um, in a living facility, retirement living facility. But the point I want to make, right, is we can live life as if things are happening to us 
or we can live life as if things are happening for us. Now, let's not confuse things that are not to our taste and not what we like, right, with, you know, what is it that I can learn from this? And how do I use this lesson, this this thing that is happening? And I'm going to put in quotation the proverbial to me. How do I use this thing that's happening to me and shift and reframe it into something that's happening for me? that can help me have more mental control, more emotional control, to help me upgrade my strategies so that I am bigger than it. Mm, wow, wow. Right? So, so can we learn how to do that? Of course, of course we can. And um, I'm just gonna give you just another, just a little frame. Sure. Right? And that's around, you know, when things are happening to us and we feel stressed, think about this, I'm gonna go back to the a captain of a ship analogy. There are captains of a ship, okay, that when the water is smooth, they're amazing captains. Um, But as soon as there's a three or five foot wave, they're out of their league. They don't know what to do. And then if there's undercurrent, they don't know what to do. And then if if their GPS system breaks, they don't know how to navigate with the stars. And chances are they may get into some trouble. Uh, But then there are other captains that know how to navigate, okay, without any equipment, um, using the stars or, or understanding, you know, um, the seas better in 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 foot waves. So where I want to go with that is stress is activated when the demand exceeds your current capacity. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right? So is it really the thing? Okay. That's the issue. Or is it your capacity? That's the issue. And so if you want to upgrade your capacity, now we're getting into your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, and yes, your skills. Sure, sure. Hello, friends. I've got something for you that I've personally seen and continue to see the benefits from in my sleep and mood. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever had your mind race with anxious thoughts when you lie down and fall asleep or those thoughts are the first thing you think about when waking up? Please tell me I'm not the only one because I like to think I'm human like the rest of you. But I'm happy to report that not only has my sleep improved, but those looping thoughts have almost completely vanished since I started taking two capsules of magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers before going to bed. As it turns out, magnesium is extremely important for mental and neurological health. Studies have shown that magnesium deficiency causes animals to be stressed and anxious, and in humans, a low magnesium diet is associated with anxiety and depression. Now, you might be taking magnesium already, and so was I, but here's what I didn't know. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium, and you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming and sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I'm pumped and highly recommend Magnesium Breakthrough. And of course, I'd like to thank the team over at BioOptimizers for supporting this episode and improving my sleep and mental health and hopefully yours as well. So to save 10% when you try Magnesium Breakthrough, use the code BEHINDTHEHUMAN10 over at magbreakthrough.com forward slash behindthehuman. Also, for a limited time, Buy Optimizers is also giving away free bottles of their best-selling products, P30M and Masszymes, with select purchases while supplies last. 
check out the show notes for the direct link and code. I'm serious. This stuff is the real deal. Message me after you tried because I'd love to hear about your results. Now back to the show. Well, so first of all, John, I mean, um, you know, my, my thoughts are with you and the family for, for your loss. Thank you. And, you know, I, you, you've obviously been personally affected. And I, I'm curious, though, for from a practical standpoint with the, the practices you have and the tools and whatnot, you know, what, what are, what kind of check-ins are you doing or what, what, what's, what's the routine look like, I guess, to handle something, you know, as, as terrible as, as the loss of your mother and also keep the frame of mind that this is happening for me. Yeah. So, so a couple things. Um, number one, my daily practice uh, is meditation first. Okay. Um, I, I live um, with a model by a model that I teach all of my students called the SEMP model, S-E-M-P. And okay. the SEMP model is um, I, I seek to operate from a spiritual perspective first, that everything operates by law, not luck, that there is this omnipotent, omnipresent intelligence, not only within me, but all around me that governs you know, the elliptical orbits of the planets, the, you know, the, yeah. uh, the, the cell division in my body right now is 10 million cells are dying every minute and 10 million new ones are created. The intelligence within me that's keeping my DNA intact, the intelligence within me that's, you know, allowing me to breathe without thinking about it, the intelligence within me that's able to take, you know, what I ate, you know, and convert it into fuel and and create a, you know a waste byproduct. Um, that intelligence is the spiritual intelligence within me. So how do I play from that plane all the time? And then, as I mentioned before, then I have emotions that are triggered in my subconscious mind because of the meaning that my subconscious has given to things. Uh, and then I have these mental faculties that I can learn how to channel them in certain uh, ways that produce better results than others. Uh, and then the, the the lowest part of the totem pole is this physical body that does yeah. <laughs> or doesn't do things. So is there a way for me to look at the you know the the universal intelligence first? So um, death. All right. Uh, Death doesn't scare me. Death doesn't uh, concern me. It's just, it's just the evolving um, cycle. No different than, you know, you have a, a piece of uh, or a block of ice in a solid state. It's called ice. In a liquid state, it's called water, right? In another state, the molecules, the hydrogen oxygen molecules are called air, ether, or gas. Um, yeah. And so uh, when somebody says that, you know, um, this person, my mother, my this died. Sure, we feel the pain and the loss and the emotion of the connection because we are humans that love to connect and resonate and love and become attached to things. Um, but as far as I look at it, you know, my mother, whether she died of COVID or anything else at 87, uh, she was going to die anyway. I'm going to die anyway. The rules isn't that I mean, we think that she's supposed to die before me, but there are plenty of cases where children die before parents. Yeah. These are some of the illusions, the user illusion, you know, of life. And so I, I've accepted death a long, long time ago, and I don't believe that we die. Our physical body 
okay? The 100 trillion hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, and carbon uh, molecules and atoms with that make up my body, they just go back to, you know, where it came from to begin with. So do I wish that she didn't die? Of course, but, you know, is there a higher level of thinking that says, but this is the way that, you know, she's supposed to die. So I, I, yeah. make, I make the connections that way. Do you uh, journal on that, John? Like as in the moment or is it, it's just, this is happening. I mean, cause you're, what I'm pulling from this is just your, is perspective. You just, you have this. It's, yeah. It's, it's meanings, it's perspectives. Um, and so my daily ritual is around um, my meditative practices, right? Okay. To begin with, you know, the other is to be mindful during each moment, if I can be each hour, each half day, each day. Um, my uh, rituals are around what is it that I want to focus on versus I don't want to focus on. So I've invested an enormous amount of time being very, 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 very clear about mm. my vision for my life, my purpose for my life, the philosophies I have to live my life with, my goals for health, wealth, relations, career, business, finance, charity, contribution, the experiences I want to have, the books I want to read, the people I want to hang around with. I'm very deliberate on where I invest my life, right? Every moment I'm investing my life and so I want to make sure that I start every day focusing on what is it I want to trade my life for today. I want to focus the end of every day on did I trade my life for what I want to trade my life for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And every um, uh, every hour I'm doing this check and balance against, you know, what is it, my objectives so that I never feel like holy shit, I should have this. I should mm -hmm. have that. I, I prefer having the should every hour versus every year. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Great point. Great right? point. So, so checks and balances all the time, daily check-in, weekly check-in, monthly check-in, quarterly check-in. And, and it's a practice. It's just a practice of being deliberate to keep yourself you know, on track. And you know, again, I'll give you a visual. Um, you're in a you're in a boat or a ship or an airplane, and uh, the coordinates of where you want to go are set into the GPS. Well, all of a sudden, you have headwinds, tailwinds. You've got uh, currents. You've got storms that want to you know veer you off course. But the automatic pilot, right, recalibrates and and makes the plane go faster or slower or veer to the left or veer to the right or go lower altitude or high altitude. There's constant adjustments. Mm -hmm. so once the once the uh, uh, destination or the outcome is programmed into the GPS, well, I've put together practices for myself. It's not that I'm not off track. Yeah, it's that yeah. I quickly get back on track yeah. more, you see it. more than the average. Yeah. So I've developed yeah. rituals and processes to get back on track more than the average. And, and over a day, it may not make that much of a deal or big of a deal. But over the course of three months, six months, 12 months, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet, but I have some of the best uh, recalibration patterns uh, of just about anybody I know. And I've developed some really amazing disciplines 
constructive, empowering, inspiring, positive disciplines. Well, I can I can attest to that. Again, I'm I'm looking in the background of your your room there, and there's inner size, which I think I told you last time we were on the on the on the on the call that my my copy that the pages are starting to fall out. So, <laughs> which is probably every author's uh, hope, right? I mean, I'm using it, and it's, it's such such a good book. Um, which leads me into you know I definitely want to talk about your brainathons sure. and what those are because essentially you know, a lot of what you've, you've been sharing right now, I imagine uh, a lot of those practices and those systems and, and those, the way of thinking and, and, and recalibrating, as you, you said really well, are included in, you know, in a program like that. Um, and also, like I said before we hit record, because I think it's important to just bring this in because it's a huge aspect to everyone's life and it's just the relationship we have with money and our finances. Um, cause I think, you know, before just jumping into Brainathon, I would love to just set that, that groundwork because those two things are linked, you know, everything I'm hearing from you right now in terms of handling situations that may feel like they're out of our control revolve around this recalibration and, and perspective and whatnot. And the other big as- aspect is, is our relationship with money. So I, I'd love to start just with, first of all, like what for you, what is a healthy relationship with with money? What does that look like? Sure. Um, A healthy relationship with money is no different than a healthy relationship with food or healthy relationship with the beach. Uh, Money is a tool, right? So a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what money is, uh, why it was created, what creates it, what are the different pillars around this and I'm call call it a game. What if we just said that you know spiritual health is a game, mental health is a game, um, mm-hmm. money is a game, your know, relationship is a game. What if we just said here are the different games that we're playing in life? So let's make it fun first of all. Make a game. First question is, uh, do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. <laughs> See. What are the rules of the game? Like if we were to go, you know, into a schoolyard and kids were playing or we're going to go into, you know, a friend's house and they're playing, you know, a a board game. You first have to learn the rules of the game. And there's the beginner stuff. And then there's the more intermediate stuff. Then there's the more advanced stuff. Well, do you understand the fundamentals of money? And there are five pillars to understand, it's not a simple game, it's a complex game. So, but before we get into money, is it not true that if we go back in time long enough, there wasn't this thing called money? When we were in, you know, small little tribes by the water, you know, somebody went and fished, somebody went and got berries, you know, somebody went and got some grains, somebody mixed it all together because they liked, you know, the alchemy of mixing shit together. And then say, oh my God, taste this fish with this berry on top and these grains on the side. Holy shit, we had a meal. And then we taught it to the tribe next to us because they taught us how to make sharper spears. Yeah. Right? So we just, we just yeah. stuff. exchanged. Yeah, we exchanged stuff. And then, you know, uh, you know, this tribe got good at this and this tribe got good at that. And somewhere along the line, you know, one of the tribes said, oh, listen, you know, uh, our uh, hunters get killed going after, you know, these big game. And so what we do is worth more than what you do. So I'm going to give you, you know, one buffalo, but you're going to give us 
500 pounds of fish, whatever the case is. We started this means of exchange and we use coins, shells, spices, chocolate as a means of exchange. And we created this value system of eight of these is worth one of those. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the beginning of this thing called money, you know, and then we moved further and further away from each other. So we created these coins. And then when the coins became too heavy for us to travel in, you know, in by by horseback or by by carriage, you know, we created these, you know, bigger bills that represented the coins. And then when people started moving to cities and to different continents, then, you know, we had some electronic innovations and now we started to just transfer stuff from this bank to that bank via wire or ACH. That is like the 90 second version of money. <laughs> so somebody says, okay, I'm getting an understanding of the, of the game of money. Now there's five pillars. The first pillar is how do I earn more? Sure. Second pillar is how do I manage what I earn? Third pillar is how do I invest what I earn so it actually works for me because there's this thing called investments. Uh, fourth is how do I protect my investments and well, how I'm earning? Uh, and then fifth is, you know, um, how do I make sure that I get out of debt if I'm in debt or how to use debt as leverage? Five pillars. So what level of the game of earning, managing, investing, protecting or debt are you playing at? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Right. So if we take a look at, well, why does one person, let's say twins, two brothers, two sisters, a brother and a sister, twins, one makes $10,000 a year. The other one makes 10,000 an hour, raising the same family. Sure, there's maybe genetic predispositions, but is it possible? Is it possible that I can learn how to earn more money, regardless if I'm male or female, uh, regardless of where I live? Uh, is it possible that earning is a skill? Is it possible that managing is a skill? Is it possible that investing is a skill? Is it possible that protecting is a skill? Is it possible that getting out of debt, there are ways to do it faster versus ways that take forever? Is it possible to borrow money at 3% and make 10%, okay, uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a strategy to make more money? Of course, it's possible. Now, if you don't know how, then your problem is ignorance. It's not, it's not that you, know, you can't, it's ignorance. And so that's kind of like the outer game stuff of what you Sure. Know. But what about the inner game stuff? What if you don't feel like you're worthy of making $100,000 a year or $100,000 a month? Well, if you don't feel you're worthy of it, you're not gonna take action. What if you have limiting beliefs? Right. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm I'm straight. I'm gay. I'm white. I'm black. I'm whatever. A limiting belief limits you. Well, yeah, yeah. Were you born with any of these limiting beliefs? No. Right. Were you born with any skills? No. Uh, well, what about uh, self-image and self-worth? Were you born with a self-image or self-worth of how much you can earn? No. You developed all of that because of the nature of how our brain creates patterns and the patterns that re are reinforced become automatic and set the software no differently than the software of your computer or your phone. You know, once the software is running, unless you change the software, it just keeps running the software. 
Hmm. So when we have limiting beliefs or we have self-image disconnects or we have, you know, well, what if I, you know, try what Mark is doing and, and I fail? Oh, my God, then I might be embarrassed or I might be ashamed or I might be rejected or I might cause hardship on my family or I might not be able to pay for my rent or my car payment or the restaurant that I want to go to or the trip I want to go to. So now we have all of these inner game stuff, right? These emotions that deactivate motivational circuits in the brain, my motive for action, right? So now we're getting into the domain, not just of uh, earning, managing, investing, protecting, but now we're getting the domain of me. Do I know how to manage me and my mindset and my emotions and my motivation or my fears? And if the answer is no, I don't, then I say, I guess you're playing the game at the kindergarten level. And if you really <laughs> want to bridge the gap between the vision and goals and the and the hopes and the desires that you have, okay, and your current abilities and awareness, um, I say, when would now be a good time to learn how to play the game better? Yeah, great question, <laughs> for sure. All right. Hello, friends. I have something to admit to you all. I am no longer recording this show out of my Mini Cooper. And surprise if you didn't know that. Thanks to the awesome humans over at Loop Phone Booths, I'm recording two podcasts in their flex booth at home. I'm also recording my audiobook, Personal Socrates, in this booth while my five-year-old is running around downstairs screaming, being a five-year-old. The booth rocks. So if you're looking for a space to take calls, record in, or just find a little quiet in your day, check them out. They're over at loopphonebooths.com. Now back to the show. Well, and this is where, I mean, obviously a, a beautiful segue to understanding more about Brainathon and just your work in general. Like I said, I mean, listen, if, if this isn't, uh, if, if Brainathon doesn't seem like the, the appropriate step for people, I encourage you to just Google your name and, and head over to NeuroGym. There's a ton of resources, but there's a lot of good stuff in here too. And there's a lot of really awesome humans, Jack Canfield, Lisa Nichols. I mean, some of the originals where I saw you in your f- first movie, The The Secret, right? John um, Demartini, I mean, Marissa Peer. I mean, there's so many. So why don't you just explain, John, um, what is a brainathon? Sure. And why did you why did you start these? Because this isn't the first one, obviously. No, this is going to be the ninth one. I did it. Awesome. So many, many years ago, people asked me like, um, you know, uh, how is it that you achieved your goals? And I've been asking this question of just about everybody for the last 10 years. And the question is this. Do you believe that mindset is what separates the rest from the best? Do you believe that's mindset? Right. And so mindset is, is um you know, it's not just your attitude, because there's people who have got a great attitude that may not be as healthy. They have a great attitude, but they may not have a great relationship. They have a great attitude, but they may not be making the money they want or have the wealth that they want or the lifestyle they want. So if we believe that mindset is what separates the best from the rest, how do we augment? How do we strengthen? You know, how do we get this mindset of ours to help us achieve our goals faster and easier than ever before instead of harder. And so I started to do this brainathon where I got some of the world leading neuroscience and neuropsychology and success experts to do a free, I mean, free one day event from like nine o'clock till four o'clock on a Saturday. 
And we just invited people on my list and some of my friends list and like 25,000 people showed up for the first year. <laughs> and we, we shared with them, you know, here is um, how to strengthen your mindset. Here's how to be aware of the obstacles that may be holding you back, but here's how to get over them so that you're more in control and you achieve your goals faster. And we started to, a number of people were like blown away that we were doing it for free and people were like so thankful. And But more important than that, over the next you know week, month, three months, six months, people are like, oh my God, we started using these techniques to strengthen our mindset and to achieve our goals faster. We started to hear success stories like you wouldn't believe. So I did it again for year two and brought a whole new line of experts Then year three and four and five and six. And so this is our ninth one. And we've had as many as 155,000 people sign up wow. for one, like two, like three years ago, we had 155,000 people sign up for the Brainathon, which is a free all day event. And people show up for two or three hours, four hours. They take an entire day. Um, we could charge a thousand dollars for it. We don't. And each year I bring people that have something of significant value to share to help you a be more aware, uh, b how to recognize what's holding you back and then see what to do about it so you can achieve your goals faster. So as you mentioned this year, the Brainathon is me. I'll be doing a presentation. I've got Jack Canfield, who sold 500 million books, Chicken Soup for the Soul Creator. <laughs> I got, didn't realize that. Wow. Lisa Nichols, who really overcame a lot of you know her uh, childhood traumas to become one of the leading personal development um, uh, instructors and teachers in the world. Marissa Peer, who's worked with royalty, athletes, CEOs, who's a, a hypnotherapist, extraordinaire. She'll teach about the power of self-hypnosis, you know, how to let go of the mental and emotional obstacles that hold you back or the limiting beliefs or the self-image challenges you may be having. Uh, I've got Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, who is in the top 1% of all cited neuroscientists and neuropsychologists in the world right now on how to use your brain to achieve your dream life. Um, and I've got Dr. John Demartini, who's been teaching, you know, personal development for 50 years and is brilliant, um, you know, and really showing people, you know, how to focus on the things that you want based on your highest values versus the other stuff and how to do that. So I've got a variety of different experts this year that will teach you a different angle and a different thing that you can use the very next day that you come to the Brainathon. And our theme this year, interestingly enough, Mark, is change your brain, change your income. There it is. <laughs> and our goal is to help, you know, in the next year, I would love to have, you know, at least a hundred more millionaires created. And we're gonna actually have Caroline Sanderson on there, who's a client that um, came to the Brainathon. She was a uh, hairdresser, um, just divorced, two children, one on the way that was about bankrupt, became a millionaire in less than a year. She's going to share how she did it. Um, we've got uh, another young man, Carl Harvey, who was a suicidal that built two multi-million dollar businesses as a result of learning what he learned on one of the brain thoughts. He'll share what he did and how he did it. So we're going to have a bunch of guests um, and it's going to be fun and it's free. Love it. I love it. And that's why I asked, you know, some of the, the money related questions just so because there's just so much, there are so many narratives circulating around money, right? That th this isn't, this isn't the, the the get rich quick scheme kind of scenario. This is, you know, 
I don't care what you're doing. If you start focusing on your mindset and, and deploy any of these practices and tools, your, your, your life is, is, is going to expand for it in, in so many different ways, right? Starting from inside. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, you know, if you want to strengthen your muscles, right, you're probably going to exercise, right? If you yeah. walk, you're going to strengthen your legs and your ankles and your feet and your hamstrings and your, and your butt. And if you uh, go up a hill, you'll strengthen your quads. And if you, you know, maybe do some weights, you'll strengthen your muscles. Uh, and we know how to do that for our physical body, right? Yeah. Well, not only did I write the book called Inner Size to strengthen our core neuromuscles, um, but the Brainathon is all around how do you strengthen the key parts of your mindset to be able to achieve your goals because you now control the $100 billion biocomputer that you already own and you yeah. become a better operator right? You become better at captaining your own ship. Love it. Right? So you're not at the mercy of the storm. You are navigating through the storm. Yeah, 100%. Well, sir, I mean, I'll have links to uh, the Brainathon and your work in the, in the show notes, Thank you. Um, of course. And, you know, just one final question for you. You know, what makes you smile each day? Waking up. Love it. Wake up. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Somebody asked me you know, on a podcast that I was on a week or so ago, you know, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? And the truthful answer is I smile and I thank God for being alive again today. And I put my feet on the floor. It's like, oh, my God, I get I don't know if it's a, a minute or an hour or a day, but oh, my God, I woke up. Freaking celebrate. Yeah. yeah, it really I mean going full circle to how you answered the question of, of who are you, right? It's a miracle that we're, we're sitting here, we're connected, that this is working, you know, all of it, right? So, damn, there's a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, I mean, think about this, right? It's uh, <laughs> the 21st century, right? Yeah, you and I are, are in different parts of the world. Um, I'm talking through my computer, um, <laughs> wireless, um, I don't know if you're wireless or not. Yeah. We're talking into this microphone, our voice, right, is carrying through the uh, recorder um, and this device that's then shooting it into space and time, bouncing off, you know, of a satellite somewhere, beaming it back down. And the people that are listening right now, I don't know if you're in your car. I don't know if you're taking a shit. I don't know if you're climbing a mountain. I don't know if you're on your bike. I don't, it doesn't matter. And you are listening. Like, like, have you ever thought about, oh my God, <laughs> now, like isn't that just unbelievable that right. you can be doing whatever you're doing we're and and, and it, that just blows me away so to to get another day living in the miracle right and and uh, you can see this but the people that are listening probably can't but over my right shoulder up there is einstein right and einstein said you can either live each moment and each day as if it's a miracle or you can live as each day and each moment is not. I choose mm. to live each day, each moment, knowing it's a miracle. And this thing called life is a miracle. And I want to make sure that I live it as fully as possible. Well, that's a beautiful way to end. <laughs> I mean, I'm beaming with a smile and I hope 
uh, the listeners on the other side are as well. Um, you know, I hope this is becomes a theme. This we're on a two time uh, appearance here, and uh, you're always welcome back on this show, John. I mean, you, I can only imagine if I hadn't seen you in that that original movie, you know, so many years before, uh, you know, where where I would be. And now I'm I'm soaking up your material and your books, and I I am forever grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. As I mentioned, if I can somehow, you know, make somebody's life a little bit better to live, then, then I have a big, huge, warm feeling in my heart. Stunning. 